The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. A review of existing abortion law commissioned by the government from Barrister Marie O'Shea has made recommendations for widespread changes which are expected to reignite debate on the abortion provision in Ireland. There are a total of 10 legislative changes recommended and 60 operational changes from what we read. They include decriminalisation of doctors, a change to the waiting period to access termination medication and changes to the granting of abortions in the case of fatal fetal abnormalities. Now, I'm joined by the leader of Enthu, Padre Tobin, and a former Solidarity and Oireachtas Committee member for the Eighth Amendment abortion legislation, Ruth Coppinger. Good morning and welcome to you both. Uh, Ruth, we'll go to you first. I, I presume you welcome what is indicated? Yeah, obviously I haven't read the full report. Uh, it's not published, but from what I've seen in the papers, I'm not surprised. For example, the three-day wait period, which was extremely patronising for women, for anyone who's pregnant, to think that they needed a cooling off. And it was a political sop for TDs who wanted to be seen to put barriers in place. And similarly with decriminalisation, which is actually having a chilling effect on doctors, the fact that there's a 14-year jail sentence for anything outside the strict limits of the law. Uh, it's something that I would have made a submission on myself. I think people will be surprised that there's been no abortions on the grounds of health and very few, like 24, over the years on the grounds of risk to life. So Civita, which was a major impetus for change, situations like that could arise in conservative hospitals with the fear that doctors have. And I think... A lot of people will be shocked that there's hundreds of people still traveling with serious uh, fetal diagnoses because of we are the only country that I'm aware of that makes a differentiation between fatal and severe fetal abnormalities, most of which are extremely difficult to actually uh, know for for doctors and many people who have to travel because they're... uh, situation wasn't considered fatal enough. So I would welcome those changes. And and also, I think the 12 weeks, people have to remember, many people don't realize they're pregnant until a certain point. And also many people, one in 10 GPs are providing this service. So if you're in a county or in a place where you can't actually find a GP, you can easily go over 12 weeks. In Argentina, for example, who legislated after Ireland and actually was inspired by the repeal campaign in Ireland, it's 14 weeks. So I think we need to look at the barriers that are being put in the way of women and pregnant people and remove them. Um, Because I think the Citizens' Assembly, let's not forget, which was 99 people put in a room to discuss this over several weeks, made much more far-reaching recommendations. The law we got was what conservative, the majority of conservative politicians were willing to give at the time. But now we have to recognise that many people are being left out.
Yeah. Now, uh, uh, Ruth, you obviously won't be in the House of the Oireachtas uh, debating this, but there will be a debate. Do you think, as I suggested in my introduction, that this will reignite the whole abortion debate and, you know, informed as it inevitably will be from, you know, carry on in the United States uh, where they're rowing back on Roe v. Wade and also on the provision of abortion medication? I think undoubtedly the international political climate, the backlash that's taking place against, you know, gains and rights that women and LGBT plus people would have won in the 2010s that are now being eroded, for example, in the US, will have an impact on on some TDs. Um, I've no doubt that some of the independents, you know, the likes of AIM2 as well, will, will try to use that and are using some of these talking points But I think actually when people look at the evidence of the way that the law is working and the barriers that it's putting in the way of people, we had a wide scale, uh, you know, we we knocked on hundreds of thousands of doors over a whole period of time only five years ago. And every door that you knocked on, it was about choice and the person who's in that situation making the decision. And I actually believe that the vast majority of Irish people did not want to see a continuation of people travelling or accessing uh, abortion Okay, but R- Ruth, I mean, the difference this time is no referendum is required for whatever mm. changes, if any, are made, uh, that it will be a matter for the Houses of the Oireachtas, which uh, I suppose is a positive thing because the Houses of the Oireachtas can reflect current thinking in the population rather than uh, thinking that might have been locked in at the time of uh, the formulation of the Constitution. But you did mention Aintu there. Pather Tobin is listening to that. Pather, good morning. Good morning, Pat. So, uh, what do you make of uh, Marie O'Shea's uh, recommendations? As Insofar as we know them, uh, as I mentioned, 10 uh, legislative changes may be proposed and up to 60 operational proposals. Yeah, so the context of this is last year there were 85,000 uh, lives ended by the abortion legislation. Uh, that was a jump in about 25% in just one year. 8,500, I, I presume you mean. No, sorry, 8,500 lives were, yeah, were, yeah apologies, 8,500 lives were, were ended uh, by the abortion services last year, which is an incredible figure. And if you take the four years where abortion has been legal, 28,500 babies have been aborted. And that's the equivalent population of Kilkenny City. It's the equivalent to 1,200 classrooms of children. It's heartbreaking and it's devastating. Uh, and for those individual lives, it's catastrophic. Um, and 98% of those abortions are carried out with healthy mothers and healthy children. Um, and you know, do, do, do you have any comparisons that you could help us with, uh, Pather, in terms of how many abortions would have happened outside the jurisdiction in that period if yeah, we didn't have the legislation? In, in the run-up to, in, in run to the referendum, Every news outlet for years were identifying exactly how many people were having abortions in Britain uh, and using Irish um, addresses. And so, sure, were campaigners on this. The abortion campaigners themselves were using the figure. And the figure was around 3,000 abortions took place uh, in 2017. Um, So this is an enormously high figure. And, you know, ideally, many people even who are pro-choice are of the view that we need to have a situation where there's less abortions um, to reduce abortions. And like Ruth, Ruth is fairly honest in this, and, and she says that she supports abortion up until birth for any reason at all. So even if these recommendations are put into place, that's not going to stop Ruth campaigning on this to even uh, deregulate it uh, further. 
And when she talks about children with severe abnormalities, what she's talking about is children with disabilities. And the Rotunda Master said that 95% of parents with Down syndrome are now choosing uh, abortion. And, you know, we need to have a compassionate, equality-based society where, you know, everybody is welcome, no matter if they have a disability or not. Um, and I think it's heartbreaking that we're having this society now where those who have disabilities, those from ethnic backgrounds, those who are female, are far more likely to be aborted uh, in modern society. Okay. And it's, it's not in any way progressive. And um, the other issue that I would say is, you know, that the three-day waiting time um, is a very important issue, and, and for very many reasons. One, because, you know, this is an irreversible decision. You can't bring the baby back to life after the decision has been made. Um, and secondly, the human condition is we all make mistakes. There's nobody here that hasn't make, made mistakes. And typically mistakes are made more at times of crisis when people don't deliberate and uh, contemplate um, uh, in relation to the outcomes. And th that three-day period has actually worked because... You know, according to the, the statistics of the government themselves, 4,000 women did not return for the second consultation, having had, you know, attended the first abortion consultation in the last number of years. Now, some of those obviously were for mis because of miscarriage, but there's no doubt, given those figures, that thousands of women went ahead with their pregnancies and thousands of children are alive today as a result of that three-day right. waiting period. Okay, Ruth, um, Pather is uh, totally committed to, uh, you know, anti-abortion uh, pretty much on every grounds, I presume. Is that a fair assessment before I go back to Ruth? Uh, yeah, we're a human rights party. We support the right to life of everybody. Okay, so no matter how, uh, you know, fatal fetal or abnormalities, is that an exception that you make well, or not? I'll give an example. It, under the current legislation, there are healthy children being aborted um, uh, under the fetal fatal abnormality law. And, you know, there's been three cases that have been brought to court. There's a case of ba baby Christopher, who was aborted in, in, the, in the National Maternity Hospital, who was fully healthy. And he was diagnosed to have fetal fatal abnormality without the proper uh, geneticist being employed by the hospital. And that child's life w was brought to an end. And that family had to go to court uh, in relation to achieve justice for baby Christopher. So the whole area of fetal fetal abnormality okay. is really, so really difficult. Is, because is, but is, therefore, I'm just there for summarising that you are uh, against any kind of uh, abortion well, jurisdiction in Ireland. I mean, what we want to do is we, we want to help reduce uh, the number okay. of abortions, right. and we want to give mothers support, economic support. So, remember this, Pat, 85% of abortions happen because of socioeconomic reasons. 85% of abortions happen because many mothers don't feel they have the economic choice to be able to continue with their pregnancy. In many ways, they are austerity abortions. And we're saying that this type of review should have put into place supports for mothers so that they, they can raise their kids to their full potential and know that they're not going to be homeless. They're not going to be without uh, economic supports uh, in terms of raising their family. Okay. Now, Ruth, uh, you've heard what Pather has to, to say. I mean, he fought uh, hard against uh, the introduction of abortion, um, but it's here now and uh, it'll be up to the Houses of the Oireachtas to decide uh, what changes might be made. Uh, what do you say to Pather and to people like him? OK, well. Uh, like, I'm not going to re-debate the debate that we actually won five years ago in this country, but I, I'll correct a couple of things. Padre uses these emotive terms, lives, babies and healthy children. The majority of people in Ireland, you know, don't see uh, a fetus or an embryo as a live, healthy child. So I think that's the, the child's alive. Is, 
the, the uh, law I didn't says actually, it. It's, and, sorry, I didn't actually interrupt you, Pater. It but it is important to say that I the legislation we're talking about says that abortion that. is the ending of a life. And on the, the figures, the figures for abortion um, were always completely underestimated because people were leaving in illegality. People were accessing abortion pills and having abortions in Ireland in their bedrooms. The, the figures that have been indicated of around 6,600 abortions in Ireland under the legislation in the first year were very much in line with what had happened before. Now, I know Padder wants to go back to the Eighth Amendment, and it actually sounds like he doesn't even agree with where a woman's life is at risk, but and the mother and baby homes and all of that, but the rest of us want to move That's on. So in relation to what's being proposed, the people who are being forced abroad because they can't actually access the service are the most vulnerable, are disabled, are people who are living in rural areas that they can't find a GP because of the conscientious objection and because it's not part of the normal service. They're also, the most of them are people who've been given a fetal diagnosis, but the doctor is afraid or unsure if the fetus will die within 28 days. Now, most people in Ireland, we had the debate and it was extremely supportive of that idea of care being given to people here at home. And don't forget as well that we actually have most of the hospitals still under control of the Catholic Church. So what the research has found is that anybody who had to go to a hospital for an abortion had a very negative experience. And I think now what we need is, you made the point there, Pat, it will be TDs who will be debating this. Uh, it's important that people who fought for repeal, which was a huge movement of women, of young people, of LGBT+, plus, of working class people in a united movement, one of the most important social movements we've had, puts pressure on their TDs to implement the recommendations that are recommended here, but also to, to look at the people who are being left out and to actually implement what the Citizens' Assembly recommended in the first place. Okay, and Ruth. I think pressure will be important. Right. A, a final words to you then, Pather? Yeah, well, the law very clearly states that the, the, the individual human being, the unborn child, is alive. And we have to follow the science here. If, if it's not a human being, what species is it? If it's not alive, how does it grow? 90% of doctors refuse to carry out abortions at the moment because 90% of doctors went and studied to save lives. They did not study to refuse lives or to, to, to end lives. And what you're seeing here at the moment is this particular review talks about you know, the potential of getting rid of the conscientious objection. Are we really going to get a situation where we're going to force healthcare workers now to get involved in, the, in, in performing So, So finally, Pather, just to, to clarify, uh, when this debate happens in Doyle Aaron, will you be pushing and trying to find an alliance of TDs who will actually tighten up the rules rather than loosen them as uh, the report suggests? Well, we are a human rights party and the, the, the right to life is a human right your right to life and, and Ruth Coppinger's right to life, I will defend that to the, to the ultimate as well. So, um, yeah, I, I think, to be honest, that the three-day wait period has to stay. Um, I absolutely do. And I do think we need, the most important thing we need to do, I believe, is we need to put in the economic supports uh, for women to make sure that they, they have the economic right. choice to be able to continue with their pregnancy. We will leave 85% of abortions are because okay. of 
uh, economic issues. Thank you very much. Uh, Pato Tobin, who's the leader of the Enthu Party, and Ruth Coppinger, former Solidarity TD and uh, a Ruckless Committee member for the Eighth Amendment abortion legislation. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.